Welcome to Retire Coast, where we discuss all things retirement, life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and your financial welfare. Bill Anderson, your host, is a serial entrepreneur, having created many successful businesses and holds a real estate broker's license, speaks about personal experiences with each topic. Listen, learn, and improve the quality of your life. Welcome once again, and our topic today is going to be how robbing your 401k plan can destroy your retirement. And it's a very important podcast we're going to do here. I'm not going to make it terribly long because we have a blog article that goes into depth on this topic, gives you a lot of information, some things to take a look at, and that is on retirecoast.com. So I'm just going to give you the highlights here, and I would appreciate it if you would go to retirecoast.com because one of the things that you can do to make sure that you are planning for retirement properly is to have a budget. And we provide a free budget planning tool for you that you can find at the bottom of the article by pushing the button. So let me get into this about robbing your 401k plan could destroy your retirement. Now, so most people know what a 401k plan is now, at least basically. However, I have to tell you that in running companies for many, many years, my most recent experience was we had an office full of people that were doing uh, work on the phones and other tasks inside the building, and uh, as opposed to our other people that were working outside. So I had the opportunity to talk to them more often, and we would sit down together and, and talk about things such as the 401k plan. And young people are just notoriously inattentive to the idea of retirement. It just comes with the territory. So I try to explain to them what the plan is and the fact that they should take advantage of the employer's contribution. And many of them did not. In fact, some didn't even put any money into it. Um, And that kind of surprised me a little bit. But that's okay. You know, when you're younger, you don't think about things like retirement. Uh, but the point is, once you start that plan, you start putting money into it, then you do understand what it's all about. You should not be taking the money out unless, of course, you don't really understand what it's all about. So my point is this. When you put money in the 401k plan, if you take that money out of the plan without going through a process to borrow, for example, I'll get into that in a minute, you will pay a 10% penalty to the IRS and you will pay income taxes at the current rate that you have, uh, whatever your deductions are, etc. So there's a penalty there. And if you're most people, you might pay up to 25, 30, 35% by the time you pay that 10% on top of it. So you're not going to see anywhere near the amount of money that you took out of there. And your provider is going to deduct that money. So you're not going to be able to play with that for a year and then hope to pay the IRS later on. Uh, but let's get into some hard facts for retirement. This is something that really has to sink into people. And I repeat it as often as I can. The average Social Security benefit paid in 2023, and that's after a substantial raise at the beginning of the year of well over 8%. That amount is $1,693.88. That's the average Social Security benefit. Let me repeat that again. 
$1,693.88. The average rent for the same year, 2023 so far, and they're still going up in a lot of places, is $1,794. The difference is a shortage. You can't pay your rent this year. If you retired this year, you could not pay your rent with your Social Security benefit. Let alone, how about paying a mortgage payment? The average was $2,430. Now, you might be able to pay less than that if you are living in a lower cost area such as Mississippi. But my point is this, that in most cases, that Social Security benefit is barely going to cover your cost for the house. And even if your cost is less than the $1,794, for example, it won't be by the time you add your utilities to that. And we haven't even gotten into food, medical, gas, car payment, insurance, clothing. It's a pretty dire outlook if you're planning on retiring only on Social Security. Now let's flip that a little bit and say, okay, what happens if we have our 401k plan and we're putting money into it, but yeah, we take some money out now and then. Of course, we can never put it back in uh, unless it's uh, borrowed, for example. So the average person at age 65 to 70 has only $185,858 in a 401k plan. But you go, wow, I'm 50 years old. That's a lot of money. Well, it might be at 50, but I'm talking about somebody that's 65 to 70 years old. And let me just talk about the simple calculation. The average stock market return is about 7% over time. It's been terrible recently, but maybe you have some things invested in dividends. But basically, say a 7% return. Let's say you're able to grab some of that money and pull it out without touching your principal. Difficult to do unless you have dividend-producing stocks and bonds and mutual funds, and not all of them are, are big producers. Let's say that you did have 7%, you could take that out. That would give you $13,000 per year or $1,084 a month added to your social security benefit at age 72. Now, you think about this a little bit. You've got a car payment for, let's say, $225. You have insurance that amounts to maybe $100 a year. You have fuel that maybe is $100 a month. And I'm not even calculating this right now. I'm just throwing out some numbers. You have to go see the doctor. So you're paying a $45, $50, whatever that is. Plus, uh, you might pay have to pay more for prescriptions. So there's health care costs involved, which is going to grow as you get older. Then there are other things. How about buying gifts for the family? Uh, how about repairing the car? How about tires for the car? I mean, vehicles are expensive over time. You don't look at that that way because you think you're just putting gas in it today. It's the same thing with your maintenance of your house. If you own a home, you're going to have to continue to maintain that house. Your property taxes are likely to increase. We already have high inflation today. That may not decrease to anything that's acceptable down the road. But the point is, based upon these numbers I just gave you, if you retired today, it's unlikely you can make ends meet. So you say, well, I'm married. My wife will also bring in, or my husband will also bring in some money. And that is absolutely true. However, 
Time is going to catch up with everyone, and there will be a point in time when one of you won't be around, and losing that income will be substantial, and it will hurt. So unless you decide when you're younger to put money away over time to supplement your retirement, your Social Security, it's going to be difficult for you in retirement. And I can see that out there. I know uh, lots of people that I already know that haven't been putting any money away and they're going to do very, very poorly. Who's going to pay the bills? Who's going to buy the food? Who's going to take care of people? The government's not going to do that. Who's going to do that? You have to take care of it yourself. So I hope this is a wake-up call to some people who are thinking about taking money out of their 401k plan. Maybe they have a good program. They're putting money in and they're taking the 100% match from the boss and they're adding more to that and maybe even maxing out the 401k, but then they go out and they take out $50,000 to go on a vacation or to buy a new car or to pay off credit card debts. Some of those things are the worst things you can possibly do if you have to take money out of a 401k for some good reason, such as buying your house, for example, you can borrow the money from the 401k and you can use that money for your house. Almost all plans permit this. You have to request it, but there's a limit, $50,000, which is likely to change over time. And that's all you can borrow. Now that may be enough for your down payment, but remember, you will have to make a payment back to that 401k for the amount that you borrowed. And that payment will be paid back over possible seven years, five to seven years. So you're gonna to have to make that payment along with the mortgage payment. Maybe you can do that. I'm just making you aware that taking the money out of the 401k means it's not available to you when you may need that. So if you take it out earlier, to buy that house, that might not be such a bad thing because your house will grow in equity. But don't take money out of your 401k. So of course, it's your decision, but just my suggestion for things like a swimming pool that has no return when you go to sell the house. Don't take money out of the 401k to do minor remodels or spend money for a vacation. That's not what that 401k is for. If you want to use the 401k, for example, to invest in real estate, you can do this with a self-directed IRA. I'm not going to go into all the details here about this. We have an article on our blog site that talks about it. But essentially what can happen is the money is transferred from your 401k to an IRA that is specifically set up to take the money from the other provider and then you pick the property and they will, the new, the new provider for the um, CIDRA basically, will uh, put the down payment down and pay all the closing costs, which came from your transferred 401k money. You can't touch anything. Also, if you rent that property, for example, because it's, it has to be income property, then the income that comes in after expenses has to go back into the self-directed IRA. You are not permitted to take any of those profits. Now this is actually a pretty good thing if you do it right because if you invest in a rental property that's generating a profit, that profit is going to go back into your self-directed IRA and the asset is still sitting out there. 
So basically you have removed some funds out of your basic 401k to make an investment which isn't much different than investing in a stock or a bond. In fact, real estate may in some cases be far safer than that. And if your return on your investment is good, it may be better return than the stock market is. Plus you're gonna get the equity too, so it might be a good thing to do. And I'm not suggesting that you do this. I'm just saying that these are the safe ways, the practical ways to do this. Because when you borrow money from your 401k, it has to get paid back. If you take money from your 401k, let's say for example, you take out $40,000 from your 401k, and you go, okay, I'll pay the 10% penalty, and I'll just take the money out. Or you might get one of those emergency deals where there's an approval for medical or something, and then you take that money out. You can never get that money back. You're not allowed to pay that money back if you've just withdrawn it. You can only pay it back if you've borrowed it, which means you're, you'll never catch up with that. If you're already putting in the maximum into your 401k, you won't be able to put that money back in because you can't put any more than the maximum in there. You see, my point here is that you don't really ever want to borrow from the 401k unless it's to make money for your 401k. Now, you know, there's some strategies that you can do at work if the company offers you both a 401k and a Roth IRA or Roth 401k is to make the match with the original 401k and then put the rest of your money into the Roth and there are some discussions in other articles that we've written on our website about this which is retirecoast.com. So my point is in closing as I said I would make this brief is that you shouldn't make a mistake by taking money from your 401k. It's not a piggy bank. That was not what it was designed for. Congress designed it as a way to replace the defined benefit or pension plans that people used to get back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Uh, and if you're a government employee, you may still get that. You might also find out that even as your government employee, you may still have the opportunity to contribute to a 401k. And quite frankly, I don't think that's, that it's possible to put too much money away for retirement. As you start to work on that budget, you're going to find out all those things you have not thought about. And I can tell you that when I sold my business and I decided that perhaps I would retire, of course I haven't, but uh, the costs for, for things just don't go away. For example, recently I did a no-no. I put gasoline into a diesel tank. I wasn't paying attention. It cost $18,000. That was a big hit to my retirement plan. Those things happen. They just simply do. So you have to be prepared for the unknown. And there's going to be a lot of unknowns out there. But let me close with this. Two things. One, don't give your 401k money to your kids for college. If you want to create a college fund, there's a way to do that. There's a tax program for that that uh, defers taxes. You can do that. You can save it in other ways, but do not, under any circumstances, take money out of your 401k and give it to your kids for their college education. More often than not, they won't be able to get a job that pays enough to pay back the 200000 or 300000 or whatever they're going to borrow. That's one problem. If they can't pay you back, how are you going to live in retirement? So don't do it. 
and you you can talk to all kinds of financial advisors the biggest ones out there and they'll all tell you the same thing do not do that your kids have a longer life to live than you do much more opportunity to be able to pay this back than you do so i'm going to close with that and please go to our blog site retirecoast.com and read the article i mentioned and click on the big blue button at the bottom for the free retirement budget and then there's some links in there taking you to other topics that we've written about that are similar to this one well thank you for listening